You better clutch your nuts, honey, because it's time for Squirrel Talk. Oh, hey, squirrels. What's up? It's we, your favorite squirrel friends back in the house. <laughs> I'm Hillary Yass. And I'm Selena Kyle. Oh, sorry. Oh. You're Kyle. So we're Yes and Kyle. Yeah. yeah, Yes and Kyle. Oh, no, it's actually Yes and Kyle now. Yes, right? Yes and yeah, Kyle. We, we lost the registration for our own name, so now we have to be the bootleg version. Bootleg. Did you, did you know? Did you know about that? No. Okay. Wait, what do you mean? Is that a real Nothing. thing? No, not at all. I'm just I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> Did we lose our domain name, Hillary? No, uh, we have a domain name. Speaking of domain names, you can check out our domain name, yasandvile.com, for our little website. Yes, it's spelled Y-A-A-S and yeah. vile, V-Y-L-E, dot com. Yeah. It's a good place to just kind of hang out and bookmark. You know, we ha- We put our show dates up there and we put our podcast link up there and... That's about wow. it, really. <laughs> you can learn all about us in one place. How's my microphone levels, by the way? Last time we recorded, I was, I had a little like sound coming from a microphone. Oh, that's because you were like wrapping your meaty palms around it. Like you usually Well, do. it's got to go around something. Right after, yeah, right after we're finished, you know, the podcast. I know that you, you know, just switch one meaty pole for another well we record so late at night and it's what i do before bed <laughs> it, it puts you right out it's i'm like, not the only one you were jerking off right before we started this podcast i was drinking a soda <laughs> which is it's a about, euphemism for jerking <laughs> which is about a co- coke can about the same size as my penis is that a coke oh my okay there's a visual is that a, a coke zero <laughs> Oh, yes, baby. Coke Zero. Wow. Do they even have that in the States? Because I have a feeling they don't really like that. They're like, they're too obsessed with the past. They're like, no, Diet Coke only. We can't handle change. Do you remember like when they always had different types of Pepsi? There was like Crystal Pepsi, Pepsi Crystal, Pepsi Light. All that weird stuff. In Canada, we can handle more than two options. In the States, no. Oh, we need our RC Cola. <laughs> yes, we do. We need we need the um the Yagmeet Sings of Cola, RC. <laughs> I don't understand that. What do you mean? The, the NDP of Cola, the third choice. <laughs> oh, you know, my Coke, Pepsi, God. and RC. Obviously, the third choice. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, that's I'm a not gonna, shade on I'm, the NDPs. Well, they are the third choice. Come on, let's be honest. They are. Let's be honest. I wish more people would uh, would like trust in the NDP. Yeah. Why do you? Why don't you think people like? This is a good way to talk because we're talking out of our ass right now. But like, why do you think people in general just never really like go? progressive like that politically i think it's because the majority of voters are still the old assholes the Mm. old white assholes they're still the ones who turn out which is why the conservatives just keep winning over and over and over 
And you I always have the hope that you know the gen- it's that people like money. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's those old people who like money. I think everybody likes money. Listen, everybody does like money, but the newer generation doesn't have access to that money because of those old people and the conservatives. I don't know. I think that the newer generation would be willing to throw me off a cliff if they could get a dollar. Well, they would, but they can't get a dollar. And the conservatives are not (laughs) going to give them a dollar. That's true. That's true. And that's the problem. We're all self-interested. We're too self-interested. No one wants to share. I do. I love sharing. Do you? I'm a Libra. You live alone. alone. I share with my cat. That's true. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Jabot Cosmetics gets a lot. Also, listen, I talk about the Young and the Restless a lot. I don't know if there's anybody um, listening who actually is a fan of the Young and the Restless, but an actor, an actor, (laughs) an actor from the Young and the Restless passed away this weekend. Thank God. Why would you say that? Because that show needs to end. Okay. Anyway, no, an actor, a real life person died, Hillary. People Not die all the time. They oh my God. Okay. Who is this person who passed away? His name is Billy Miller. He's a fantastic actor. Oh. Um, he played Billy Abbott on the show, which was is. Was that an old guy? No, he was young. He was young. He was oh, 44. No. <gasps> oh, so young. Yeah. He's just a year older than me. Yeah, you would like to say that's young. Um, I would like to say that's young too, but we both know that we are both old, old aging, old aging men in wigs. That's just the truth. But I still like look and perform younger than a lot of young queens. (laughs) (laughs) That's so true. It's true, I do. Myself included. I'm really shocked to learn a lot of people's ages because a lot of people are younger than they look young people are younger Ah. than they act. Ah, don't you agree? I don't know. I I mean, I'm, I don't know. There's a lot of like perform Queens in the village who have been performing for a long time that I definitely thought were in their forties who are actually in their thirties. Oh, or like even 20, if they paint like it, you know, right. Hmm. Some some people definitely paint older than they they appear. I, you can't help being being beautiful like me. I mean, everyone thinks I'm so youthful and radiant. That, that's what they say about you, uh huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They never get. They never know. They never know. <laughs> um, but you know, I I, I think um, I think I don't know. I don't know about that. I think people act their age. I think they really do. I don't. There's, there's generational differences. You know, like. The old person doesn't know how to, you know, work a toaster oven. And the young person is like, I have that on lock. Toast? No problem. A toaster oven? I don't think young yeah. people know how to use a toaster oven. I think it's an older person thing. I guess that's kind of an analog. Yeah. you're. And I think that's you showing your age by referencing a toaster oven. Okay, that sorry. Was, that's, how you, that's how you define air <laughs> An air fryer? Well, they know how to air fry that, that shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they know how to order Uber Eats is what the young people know how to do. Oh, that's so true. I'm trying to get off of that. It's expensive. Yeah. The delivery fees are insane. Yeah, it's getting worse and worse. I mean, in the pandemic, it was like one of those things where it was like, oh, I have to throw my money at, you know, restaurants so they don't die, Um, you know, where you can. But like now it's like, ugh. No one comes to my shows anyway. Uh, I mean, 
speaking of great restaurant crashes and getting away from that stuff, is anybody going to shows anymore that doesn't just feature sex, drugs, and rock and roll? Um, it's been hard. August and September are two very difficult months. I've noticed I've it. We've noticed it. Ever. We've been saying that for multiple months now. It's just like, oh, no, it's I've had great shows. <laughs> I, I've had great success. I mean, my, my success has been middling. I mean, it, it's up and down. I don't know. Yeah. <sighs> it's tough. It's, it's a tough business, especially when you're doing something different, which is what we often do. I don't know. I mean, it's hard to get people out um, to do stuff, but uh, I don't know what it is. Like, there, there's like a constant slump. In, um... I think if we start marketing our shows as like on the on the front, we'll say warning, full frontal nudity. I think we'll get people out. Oh, well, we should just call our next show that. Speaking of, we do have a next show. Um, yeah, we got to start know. writing it. Yeah, I've written some stuff. Um, we're writing a sketch show. Wait, you've already started writing? Yeah, totally. I've been writing. Oh my god, I'm so behind. Yeah, just start writing stuff. Get get a piece of paper and write two sentences down. Call I'm it. Write. Hillary is a bitch. Oh, that's a great premise. Honestly, it actually like, is. Oh, Hillary, just is Hillary awesome. terrorizing everybody over the holidays. Um, we have another show coming up uh, on Saturday. Yeah, the improv show, which is something that we don't really have to prepare for. Uh, right. But I think it's going to be fun. We're in a new space. So who is our stage manager? Let's talk about this on on the pod. The stage manager is Maddox Campbell. He's a stage manager. I know Maddox, yeah. Yeah, Maddox. He's nice. Great. And he'll he'll be able to keep up with us and our random choices. Excellent. Excellent. I mean, the show is the play we just wrote just now, which is kind of... I mean, we just did this uh, last podcast. We just did the play we just wrote just now, the fanfic we just wrote just now. So... It's kind of like that, except live, um, with costumes, right? Well, that yeah. one, the one that we did last week, that was live, and uh, we had props, we had sun, we had glasses. How oh, many know, pairs but, of glasses do you own, Hillary? Yes, I know, but it would be like live for them because they'd have to come into the theater because you can't like watch it. True. Live. Anyway, glasses. Answer I the expect, question. I expect almost fifty at this point. You're insane. I well, I I need a lot of different pairs of character glasses. They're, That's wild. They really, they really, you know, help me when I'm trying to visualize myself. The variety um, of glasses you, know, you with pulled my out of hand that bag. Around my Coke can shaped cock. Um, wow. <laughs> you know, it just really helps me get me there. You know what I mean? Just it really takes me to that place. Imagine having to wear having to wear glasses to masturbate. And having to change them up? Well, I mean, otherwise, you know, I have to protect my eyes sight somehow. <laughs> that it's is a one horrible of the sight. Of, yeah. It's what a horrible sight is I'm saying. It's horrible down there. <laughs> the disaster zone. Scabs, bleeding. Hillary. Sword. Hillary. People are eating. I know. What are you eating? What are you eating right now, by the way? What am I eating these days or right now? Um, in general. I just had some cookies. Oh yeah. Um, I do still have to have a dinner dinner. I'm very hungry right now. You've had a long day. We've had a long day. I did two drag bread shows and then I went 
to do a photo sh- or a video shoot that I forgot about. I was supposed to go oh for five thirty, and then I checked my phone at six o'clock, and they were like, "Hey," and I was like, "Oh my god!" Are you I allowed to talk about this video somewhere. shoot? Is it something coming out now, or it is? It, is um, it is uh, virtual go-go dancing. So there's a series of uh events that happen uh that fisher price produces yeah at uh as a drag queen in toronto uh at the black eagle and every month is celebrating a different zodiac sign so uh fisher gets drag performers and other community members to go go dance virtually on a screen um and pre-records it uh, and that the people who are, are go-go dancing are people who are of that uh, zodiac sign. So I just filmed the Libra one. Oh, Libra! Yeah. <laughs> and you want to know what's interesting? You're a Gemini. Yeah. They don't do a Gemini show because the Black Eagle won't give them the space because it's Pride. Oh, so yet so another yet another strike against me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They can't handle the Gemini energy. (laughs) Nobody can. Y'all are crazy. Speaking of Geminis, I mean, like, even I can't handle the Gemini energy. I mean, like, yeah, I had a falling out with my drag daughter. Um, Are we talking about that? Are we talking about that? (laughs) Why not? I talk about everything on this podcast. Um, But all I'm saying is, you know, that happened. And it happened in my life. And um, I'm still dealing with it. Um, And I think... It just, it just was happening. Like I could see it happening for months. Now we were just Mm -hmm. drifting apart. And eventually we got to a moment where we had a show and Selena was there. Lovely Uh Selena, the lovely Uh Libra, the peacekeeper, the one Uh who wants to make everyone happy. Uh And we were really mad at each other the whole time. And, um, we just decided to stop working together for the time being. Ugh. Talk about messy productions. Am I right? You, y'all <laughs> lived up to, to the title for sure. I mean, it was going to happen. It was going to happen. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad that she's going and doing her own thing. You know, I yeah, get to do my own great. thing. I get to yeah. do my own thing now too, which I, and I think that's the the, th- the big takeaway that I have. If anyone's, worried about like things coming to an end with the friendship or whatever it's like you know nothing ever comes to an end it's just you come to ends and um don't be afraid of, of what's on outside that neck you know that door like what's there and um i've been i've been happier since <laughs> so honestly it was good it was a good thing good i'm glad you've been happier since marie kondo you know, does it spark joy? Does it spark joy? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Well, you, you know, have, know what else? You, you know what else? Do you have commentaries on this? Do you have moralistic opinions? Not that I, not that I want to say on the pod, but you know what? Something else. <laughs> you know what? Something else that Marie Kondo said. Yeah. I love mess. <laughs> Did you say I love meth? Yeah, mess, mess, S E M E S S. I'm pretty sure you said meth, M E F H. Marie, no, no meth addict. I hate you. 
<laughs> what else do you think she was doing in those basements? She wasn't cleaning the whole time. Uh, Hillary, the camera's <laughs> rolling. <laughs> We're slandering the nicest. Uh, she shows woman. up on the next episode of My Strange Addiction. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Oh <laughs> she can only do math while cleaning. Um. Oh, baby. I mean, it does help you get through it. You know what? Maybe that's a life lesson. You know, maybe my my house would be cleaner if I did meth. Maybe it would. Maybe it would. I guess it's time to start. I guess there's only one way to find out, Hillary. Only one way to find out. Here we go. Okay. Coming down to, uh, you know, that sketchy part of Church Street right around Glad Day. You know, I'm sure sure I'll find some there. It really is. The village has always sketched me out. That's one of the hardest parts because there's like, there's really, I like the bars on Church Street. I like them. I like them. You know, I don't necessarily want to do the drag in them sometimes, but like, mm-hmm. but then the ones that I do prefer, like Glad Day, which yeah. is so interesting, and they're they're open to a lot of different stuff. They are. Um, they also have no security, and they're in a really shitty area, where it's just like methy people walking around twenty four seven. Yeah, there's a lot of people there who need a lot of help, and they're not getting it. That's um, the thing. Yeah. 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 You said it in a nicer way than I did. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting because I live in an area that like there's a halfway house on my street, like just a couple mm-hmm. of houses down. But in but where I am, I never feel unsafe. Like I never like I feel like everyone uh like there there's no there's no no one like comes up to me, no one like I never feel like I need to cross the street at any point. But boy, in the village. You're right. Like yeah. I, I in in the in your area, you know Parkdale in Toronto area, like there is lower income, but like um and like people with issues, but I, I feels like there's more support there for some reason. Whereas like right downtown, mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like it. Like it seemed like it's quite the epicenter, and there there actually are some pretty bad instances that happen. Yeah, uh, because of it, you know, break-ins and theft, and you know, occasionally just like panicky assault instigated a lot of times by just psychotic episodes and stuff. yeah so it's like uh yeah that's not great <laughs> right and the police don't give a shit about us they, they don't, don't care about us no <sighs> <sighs> well i mean hey that's fun but what were we talking about you know a lot yeah. of things we were talking about a lot of things yeah we talk about a lot of things on this channel <laughs> We do. Things just things just go off the rails sometimes. Oh yes. But it's fine. Um, it's who we are. So we're putting on a show. Uh you're putting on a show. Yeah. We're all tired. Yeah. Uh, I just got back um from a campfire. Comedy people what? were putting on a campfire. Oh my god, that was uh Damien's thing tonight, right? Damien Nelson. Yeah. Who... I don't know what their current job is, but I think it's still kind of in the realm of media. PR, yeah. PR. But they were the former producer of Toronto Sketch Comedy Festival. Mm -hmm. Sketch Fest, as it was uh, called. Mm -hmm. Um, And she uh, set up this whole little thing in a park uh, where just some comedy people got together and we had roasted marshmallows and made uh, hot dogs. That was fun. Sweet! I know it was really cute, and you know what is really interesting, and this is hot tea. Uh, okay, not that anyone, not that anyone will care, but like, 
I have a secret. That you have a secret. secret. It's a you secret, secret or a secret on oh, someone else? It's a secret on someone else. Oh my god, you have to spill it on this podcast right now. Yeah, but it's a some it's a secret on someone else that I was, of course, a part of two years ago at exactly around this time. <gasps> Where did I go away in September two years ago, Selena? You went to Camp Wanakiki. Yeah. Okay. And so that that's what's happening right now. Happening Someone's right now. someone that we know is there? No, but the camp is happening. Oh, right. But I thought it was so interesting. I was sitting That's there your mostly, secret? That was my secret, but I was sitting there but I was sitting there That's your secret about the comedy community that you that you found out at the campfire that you came here to tell us and report on this podcast? Yeah, I thought it was really interesting. I don't know if everybody will. <laughs> okay, but I was fine. Nostalgia is in these days, and I was having a nostalgic moment. At the campfire? It, yes, because I haven't roasted a marshmallow on a campfire. Oh, since there's the connection. Ago. There's the connection. Since two years ago, since I was like, I was trying to figure room. out. I was trying to figure out what the connection was, and there it is. It's the yeah. cam- it's literally the campfire. It was literally a campfire. How many times did they make you sit around the campfire after the elimination and talk? Was it every Um, episode? No, maybe like five or six times. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, I mean, well, also we had a campfire every night, but we wouldn't necessarily be in drag, wouldn't be like videoed. So we'd have a campfire every day, but we'd just get drunk. We'd have fun. We'd drink and be merry. Eat, drink, and be merry at Hamburger Mary's. Was every day a different runway, or was yeah. that or talent show? Yeah, every day. Oh you just my do it every god! Day. Did you have any days off? I've told you this so many times. I know, but me. listen, I don't have that kind of memory. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, there was no days off. You just wow. keep going. You just how exhausted? How do people not lose their minds by the end? You, I did. did. I did. You remember when I came back and uh, you and Vicky were like, oh my God, tell us everything. Let's go for pancakes. And I was like, I'm ill. I need to fall asleep for two days straight. And you and you guys, oh, okay. And I was like, we could go for pancakes the next day. And then you ditched me. What do you mean? Never went for pancakes. We never went for pancakes. We ditched you. Is that how that went? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> In my mind, that's how it went. Yeah. I never ditched you. You think I ditched you? What would I ditch you for? Camp Wanakiki? Come on. But you had just come back from Camp Wanakiki. Well, yeah, I had to go do the show. Come on. Yeah. I I, I did that, but I didn't ditch you. Well. I remember Vicky was talking about that, though, sometimes. She's like, "Don't, don't ditch us now that you're on TV. And I'm like... Honey, Camp Wanakiki is not going to take me that far. Like, <laughs> and then she ditched us as soon as she started porn, <laughs> <laughs> and then she left us. So I mean, like, ah, eh, whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah. But you still haven't left. You still haven't left me. Thank you. <laughs> and I never will. You can't get rid of me, Hillary. Else. So we have a show on Saturday, but we also have a Christmas show that we're putting together because. It was announced that we got we got uh, some funding coming in from Toronto Sketchfest uh, fund artistic. We fund. did. We got funding because thanks to you, you applied. Well, thank you. I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I certainly didn't do anything. I have um, dreams. I have dreams. <laughs> 
you do and you go and you go and you do go after them and then you win awards for them so yeah I, I i i win the occasional award you've won an award you got the canadian comedy award okay i technically didn't actually it was the it, we won it best production it was an ensemble but we didn't win best ensemble we won best production okay well, I mean, you were in that production, though. I so. was in it. I was either producer. No, was I a co-writer? Yes. Yeah. So I don't know. Technically, yes, and technically, no. I was a winner. I don't know. You have a, but I, I, I claim it. I still claim it. As you should. Uh, I mean, I was, I was, uh, you know, I have to write up biographies or get biographies for for kids, and you know, at schools, you know, at the place I, I work at. I mean, the way that they boast about what they've done. You it's have like, to. I mean, they're just like critically acclaimed for walking across the street and Barry. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> no, but I remember like even before, like whenever I was writing a bio and I've been, I've been like, I've been in community theater for like, <laughs> I started community theater like over 20 years ago. So I've been writing bios for a while and the yeah. things you, you could just got to make yourself sound good. And there's so many people who hate writing bios and it's like, yeah. you gotta, you just have to make yourself sound like the shit. Yeah, making yourself sound good or like self-promotion is a, one of the hardest skills out there, you know, because as artists, I think you, you're you also very self-critical. Yeah, you can be very self-critical, but it's always those ones that are just delusional and think everything yeah. they do is amazing that are the most successful. Yeah, but like, the, the, the part you want to get to, like the, the level you want to get to is where you can take out all the adjectives and just list credits. Oh yeah! Like, take out lauded, acclaimed, all that stuff, and just like list your credits. That's a flex. Oh, that's that's my bio. Oh, excuse me, Miss <laughs> Murdoch Mysteries. I don't even put that in there anymore. Mister John A. McDonald, and that's another great thing is where you can start removing things from your resume. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely. Fun. Well, I'm pretty specific about what I want to put on my resume. You know, I just like to say what I am and what I've done. I just write fart, 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 fart. <laughs> if you've smelled one of my farts, you smell them all. I know. Do you ever put a joke in your resume or your bio? In my bio, yes. Do you know what I, in, in one of my resumes that I was doing, because I was looking for a job and I had no skills when I first came to Toronto, I literally put like go, uh, goals and accomplishments uh, or like things that are, you know, just like things that are about me, about me. I yeah. put like has good teeth. Nice. Um, and honestly, I got a lot of laughs from that. Yeah. And I think I probably got a couple jobs because of it. Nice. You know, like if you have like one little dumb. Oh, yeah. Thing, yeah. They actually appreciate that. <laughs> I love reading a stupid bio. I in mine, I'll say when I'm listing my credits and I'll say that she uh she premiered her first visual album brokenhearted girl at the toronto fringe festival in 2021 that nobody watched oh yeah and i like i like being present when somebody introducing me is reading that bio and didn't read it beforehand and has to, and reads that in front <laughs> of an audience and then they sound like an asshole for oh, saying yeah, that yeah. nobody watched <laughs> and then they're like um i didn't write this yeah, that's so funny. Especially uh, uh, a lot. So a lot of my bios right now have mentions of like 
being part of Messy Productions right now. So I have to Oh, what are we going to do about that? Well, the thing is, I just kind of have to live with it for the moment. Like, I'm not in a rush to retract my name. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Well, cuz I I've I I was part of it uh, you know, that endeavor and that project for years. Years. You know, like it was a big part of what I was doing. I, like, I'm still very proud of it. It just, it's like I said, just because things end doesn't mean you have to be like, oh, it's done. Don't talk about it. Don't Unless... cry because it's over a smile because it happened. Yeah, there's enough things in life that are going to get you canceled. You have to, like, find your joy somewhere. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Speaking of getting canceled, there are scabs and. Bad oh, yeah. people coming out in the media right now. Drew Barrymore is a scab. I mean, I don't know. Is she? Does yes. She pick? Yes, she's a scab. She's a picker. She's a, 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 a picket. A picket crosser. Picket line crosser. Is that what they call it? That because they pick at the scab. They pick at. They pick at. They they scab the picket. Where are you getting picket from? Where are you getting picker from? Because you pick it. You pick it outside. Yeah. Like with your sign. So then you pick it, and then you form scabs. Is oh, that God. where that comes from? Is it? I don't know. Maybe. That's a fun analogy. I like that. I, that I kind of think it's because you pick it and then you you get scabs. Well, what's the opposite of a picket? A scab. I bet that that was how it came up with it. I huh. think that's what it is. I, I'm going to say that's what it is. That's fun. <laughs> that's nice. Good work. You did it. You are, you are welcome. <laughs> um i think we should take a break because your your mind is is gone no my mind is fantastic (laughs) Uh uh-huh uh-huh sure we're gonna be back in just a second all right i'm gonna go the therapy So I'm just missing myself with my body mist. Oh man, that was loud. That was really loud. Sorry about that. Ooh, what's that? Is that your dildo? This is a Sony Ericsson phone from like Why 2006. That? I don't know. I was cleaning out old boxes and I found it. Look at it. It's a camera on the back, like a full on camera. You were cleaning out old boxes or you found an old box in an older box. Well, maybe that. And that is I just, very old. I could That's not like throw this T9? out. I'm like, this is a relic. This is a relic. I mean, Is that T9? Um, It, de- it definitely is equipped with T9. This is a great little phone. I loved this phone. I miss the age uh, before smartphones. Yes. Sometimes we just had little like tiny phones. Because I'm always looking on my phone and social media ruins my life. Yeah. I really do long for the days where we were not so accessible. And I don't just mean like a cell phone. I mean like 
Instagram. Like Facebook. when you yeah. can message us anywhere. Or like when, you know, there was no stair like ramps. It was only stairs and everything was on the second floor. Like not accessible at all. <laughs> or, you know, like <laughs> when so was, stupid. <laughs> no, <You're> so stupid. <laughs> no considerations taken at all. <laughs> that was what the world I preferred. Oh my god. <laughs> I hate you. Um yeah. It, no, yeah, but like, like even like the days where we had cell phones, but we weren't like we could like still go out in public and not be like, gotta look at my phone to see this. Mm, we couldn't yeah. look at news. We couldn't look at like we didn't have a bombardment of like videos and like our phones didn't have those capabilities. It was so, it was so nice. It was also like a time of not knowing things when it would be like, oh my god, Adele's thirty six, right? It's like mm, I'm not sure. Hmm. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, we wouldn't no, we, I, she looks 32 yeah probably that yeah you wouldn't know you wouldn't know but no. now we check our phone we just check it we're just like no no, no she's exactly 36 hours old and four days also there's no way she's the age she says she is i don't know how old she is she's probably a, like way older do you think she's do you think people lie about their age especially celebrities i know that they do yeah i know that they do i have a friend right now who's a musician who got some press and, and decided to to claim an age that was five years younger than they actually were. Oh yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And now every article that's published about them says an age is five years younger than they are. And I'm like, mm. that's not that you're not, you're a liar. Mm-hmm. What do you think about, what about the, the kids in like Heartstopper? Do you think that they're actually as young as they are? They say they are. Uh, I haven't are watched are, it, but from what I've seen in the media, they, like- they actually look like little people, so yeah. They're actually like 25-year-old, 30, 30, 40-year-old. Well, that was the way it was, right? Like, that was like how 90210 cast, right? Like, they mm-hmm. cast teenagers who were in their 30s, basically. Yeah, when did that transition? I remember when I had an agent back in the day, and she was always like, oh, don't worry, they cast older for teenagers. And I was like, number one, why do you think they will ever cast me as a teenager? And number <laughs> two, um, it, it, it changed. Like things changed, I think, a lot, very quickly. And they started casting way younger. Yeah, they started casting more true to age. You know, maybe it was Degrassi that did it because they were pretty true to age. Well, the original Degrassi always was because they started with Degrassi Street and they were like kids on that show. Yeah, And then it was Degrassi Junior High and they were like they, they were like literal junior high age. Yeah. But there's a lot of teenage shows that take sexuality really far and they can't cast teenagers for that. Shows like oh, Riverdale or Elite, like those like like Elite definitely had full on nudity. You can't cast teenagers in that. Oh yeah, for like Riverdale and Elite and stuff. I know. Yeah. Uh God, these shows are getting so sexy. And that's all that's all it's about. Like now. Euphoria, like, Euphoria could not that had like full on dicks. Like you can't you can't cast yeah. teenagers in that. Yeah, whereas Heartstopper is like the opposite of that. It's like they kind of do some heavy petting here and there, but like it's like nothing. It's like, no, I cannot. I cannot have the sex. Right. I'm too young. I'm 15 and I don't understand. I wish I had had sex at 15. Yeah. Why? I Because I didn't. 
have sex until my 20s. Actually, okay. that's not even true, my 30s. Uh, but that's like anal sex. But I wish I had done it at a young age so that I would enjoy it more because I have hangups about it because it took me so long to actually do it. I was like, oh, this right. is the thing I don't want to do. And then by the time I did it, I was like, is this what it is? I don't know. I just, I wish I was sluttier. Yeah. I wish you were sluttier too. Jeez, Thank you. And get sluttier. Thank you for seeing Gosh. me. I also think it's not wrong to, to not be slutty. Um, and yes, it, it is. It's, it's shameful. <laughs> you're I a nerd if you're not slutty. But that's the thing. You like, there's this weird kind of, mm, I don't know. There's a kind of like mm, stigma around being uh, less slutty or prudish too, weirdly enough. And I, I, I don't know. I hear a lot of like weird conservative stuff about like being chased and all that stuff. You know, the conservatives are not chaste. They are oh, 100%. Like the oh my God. Ever. Have you seen this whole Lauren Boebert thing? Oh, they act it, but they aren't. Yeah. Like this bitch, Lauren Boeber is like, can always, she's like a, a congresswoman in the States and she is always attacking queer people and saying we're all pedophiles and sexualizing children, yada, 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 yeah. which isn't happening. And then she goes to see Beetlejuice on Broadway and gets kicked out because she's vaping in the theater around children and sitting with her boyfriend who's full on groping her and she's groping his dick and it's caught on video and it's out there. Bitch, you're done. So fuck yeah. you, all you conservative pieces of shit who want to come for our community and make us seem like the bad guys when literally you're just spewing rhetoric that you actually do in private. Well, she, it's just, you know, they're, they're gross. Like, uh, you, you can't just go around saying people are gross when you're gross. I don't yeah. know. It's just, but it also gives, like, um, people who are just naturally not as, like, ooh, sexy, sexy all the time, like, a bad name, I think. Because um, then, I don't know. I, I felt huge pressure for most of my life to be, Did like, you? all sexy, sexy. But I never really was all that um crazy sexual at all like i I, know, I tried but like i I always feel weird about it did you actually feel pressure like actual actual yeah. like huh because then i don't know people i think people put a lot of pressure on themselves with that kind of stuff do you, you think know, you put the pressure on yourself or do people put pressure on you i mean probably both but i mean you, you know you uh um but some people really like it too some people love um, feeling passionate and stuff and you know occasionally I have but like not always I don't know my whole point is like you know it, why can't people just be people why can't people just be people okay <laughs> <laughs> people feeling feelings feelings uh -huh. and people oh you can't feel people without consent though oh Oh, then I've done been doing it the whole the wrong way the whole no! time. <laughs> Hillary. Ay, ay, ay. Oh no! Cancel me! Cancel me! But mm, touch me, like do it. Oh. I'm actually very lucky that I have not felt pressure. Like whenever oh. I would go to a hookup, and they'd be like, "Let's have anal sex," and it'd be like, "No." They'd be like, "Okay." I like never no. really felt yeah. that. No, that's true. Like I haven't felt necessarily 
pressured, but like there's, you know, people want different things. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what I'm talking about. It's a complicated topic. Then why are you talking? I don't even talk about it anymore. Why are you talking? Because I, uh... I'm, I'm quoting, I'm quoting Tatiana and, um, oh. and Tyra Sanchez on season oh, two. Is this a RuPaul's Drag Race reference? It is. Have you watched the show ever? Tamar? Ooh, ooh, speaking of RuPaul's Drag Race, uh, there's a couple of seasons that are kind of on that we sometimes talk about. There's, there's a Drag million Race. seasons that are currently on. Yeah, apparently there's Drag Race Mexico and Valentina spoiled the whole ep- ending or something. What do you mean today? she spoiled it? She, like, posted the winner after the episode, po- you know, played, but then people are mad because she immediately posted the winner. And oh, like, people need to shut up about that. Just watch the show. She's Valentina. Also, the winner was very obvious. She had was won, it? like, five out of nine challenges. Like, it was pretty oh. obvious. Oh, okay. um, well, there you go. But also, spoiler, if you haven't watched the show yet. But um, uh, Mexico and France have recently ended. France was very good. Season two of France is one of the best seasons of the entire thing, like the entire Drag Race um, universe. One of the best seasons I've ever seen. Amazing performers, amazing judging, a great production quality they got the lighting that canada can't get their shit together on they had yeah. great challenges amazing like really great lip syncs like they were really good really talented oh yeah and like i like a show with a lot of front runners this one had a lot of front runners um Ooh, great personality yeah. it was such a good show well that's and good it, to know yeah that, that was so good yeah france season two i would say it's up there with um with UK season two as like one of the best internationals. Amazing. Um, you know, it's one of the worst in my opinion. Drag Race Down Under. Down Under three. season three. What yeah. a lackluster. Has anybody watched it? It is so lackluster, Hillary. Such lackluster personalities, lackluster drag, lackluster judge. Like everything, like the challenge, everything about it was just not good. The production quality is awful. Oof. Yeah, I mean, this is. I heard that the whole reading challenge was a total flop. And oh my god, so it's bad. one of the. It's the worst in history. So bad that RuPaul decided that the pit crew was the winner. Yeah, because I think the pit crew actually shaded them at one point. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's that's unfortunate. That's really unfortunate. Yeah, it was really bad. <sighs> but that's what happens when you cast a bunch of twenty-year-olds who have been doing drag for a year. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. What what is what is wrong with drag these days? There's I don't know. Is drag race the same as drag anymore? Is it is it the same thing? Well, here's the thing is drag race has gotten to the level that it has to the point where everybody who's doing drag now is doing it because of the show. That's true. So there's like the drag race show queens, the ones that do drag race based on drag drag based on drag race. Yeah. Only. Yeah, I mean, you, the fashion is is so typical these days. It's very like drag race fashion, you know. A lot mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it's like either either they do this kind of typical thing that you'd expect to see on drag race, and I see a lot of people do it, obviously, and they're not cheap, but like they're ex- typical. Yeah. Or they go way outside the box, and then it's interesting. Right. But like, I don't know. 
It's like not... Crystal Method. That was a fun person to have on the show. Oh, yeah. Crystal Method. Yeah. Totally outside the box. Or like the Utica Queen. Oh, my God. I love Utica. Any of those creators, like when they're creating their looks, they're really still interesting. Even Aiden Zane, for crying out loud. I know she had no budget, but like she had interesting ideas, you know? Interesting ideas. Terrible execution. I know. But like sometimes the idea is at least the idea. (laughs) (laughs) And we like to see a a disaster. She she was good TV. (laughs) She was she was good TV. Um, Drag Race UK is about to start. Um, yes. Are you watching that? I, it hasn't started yet, but so. Meet the Queens? Does Meet the Queens happen? Yeah, there's some Meet the Queens out. I think it's a mixture of, again, like young queens that I feel like are Drag Race watchers. Yeah. And older queens. Okay. But older, the oldest is like 39. Um, it's kind of like mm, late 20 to 39 is older. Uh, right. And some of them are interesting. I would say half the cast I'm not that interested by, which is usually the case. Um, but okay. there's a couple interesting ones. Um, there's an American named Caramel on it. Okay. She had a really good look, but uh, I'm not sure about her. Yeah, I think there was I think there was an American on on Down Under. I'm pretty sure Hollywood Star, which is a great drag name, uh, is American, but I couldn't really tell based on the accent. There are a couple that I like. There's this one Saint Petersburg or whatever from I think from Poland or Czechoslovakia. Oh my god! That I thought had a very interesting like the look was boring, but the personality was very interesting. Okay. You know, like, yeah, I I like a personality and definitely in UK, I expect a good personality. Oh, 100 percent. You know, the looks are shite in the UK for the most part. Uh, Yeah. Sometimes it's showy and they do really good theatrical. Like I'm thinking Danny Beard. My God, some of that stuff or Shattered Gorgeous is a good example of someone who's outside the box out there. But like the personalities are where it's at in the UK, which is great. Yeah, that is that is what I love about that show. I so really hope forward to it. Larry yeah, Bell, I hope it's another good season. Yeah. There's too many internet. There's also like Brazil is on right now. Sweden is over. Um, Germany yeah. is on right now. How are we paying attention to all these? Uh, we're and, not. Uh, Philippines is on right now. Yeah, and how are we? How do we even care? I mean, there's so many Drag Race contestants. There's so many Drag Race winners at this point. Like, oh, yeah. you can't even keep track. Like, oh, you're a winner? It's like, oh, another one? Yeah. I mean, we don't have to be paying attention to everything. Because, like, everybody's like, there's too much Drag Race we can't keep up. It's not for you to keep up. Like, these international seasons need to happen so that those markets have their own drag, ro- like, um, celebrities, right. right? Like, Mexico deserves their own uh, pool of of like celebrity drag queens. So does France. So does Sweden. So does Holland. So does UK. Like all these places do need them. Mm-hmm. And all those Queens deserve their shot to, at fame. Like their, their shot at, um, you know, getting a platform. Yeah. Do you still have dreams of doing drag race? No. I mean, I, I stopped having dreams when, when there was a rule that my union wouldn't allow us to do it. Why don't you just quit your union? Because then you're never allowed back in. Oh, because you're a scab. 
That's the opposite of scab. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, if you leave the union, you're never allowed. This is, a, a, I think, a new rule that they put in place to make sure that people don't go scabbing and like don't like leave the union to go do non-union work because oh, yeah. there is more non-union work right now in Canada. We have a different a different situation happening here than what's happening in the States. However, it is still a shit situation. Yeah. The senior the situation is terrible. I'm, yeah. I, I, I am not union anymore. Good for you. I, I do want to go on record as saying our union does suck. I, cause I just didn't find it useful. Like I was paying the 200 bucks a year. They were taking 1% from anything I made, which was nothing. And, uh, I just didn't have any use for it anymore. I was like, and you get no benefits. You have to be at a certain tier. You have to get a certain amount of work in order to qualify for a certain tier of benefits. And I'm like, you're a fucking union. Why are we tiering benefits? Why doesn't everybody get access to these benefits? Well, my problem with the acting union in general, and I know I understand the premise of like not being able to leave the union because mm-hmm. they they want their numbers or whatever mm-hmm. but practically every other union you know, that, that exists in the world like if you don't work that job anymore you can leave the union right whereas like if if i am currently not working that job anymore i'm not really working in the sector i'm i'm doing administration for the most part and hobbying as a drag queen um you know with still with some professional stuff but like it's mostly my expensive hobby yeah. Um. And I talk a lot of shit. <laughs> yeah. But like, I, uh, I don't want to be part of the union right now because I right. don't find it useful to me. But they yeah. don't like that. They don't allow that. So I don't understand. I do wonder that. if because the reason I found out that we're not allowed to get back in the union is because I talked to them and I was like, "Can I audition for Drag Race?" And I'm like, "No, and you're not allowed to get back in if you leave the union." I wonder if that's a drag race specific rule because they do have a do not work with drag race order. So I think it may be because that order is out. If I left it to do drag race, then I would be scabbing. I don't know. I also think like they like to bully you. I mean, I don't want to say. Yes, they do. They do. But they do like to believe, they say, no, you can't. That's not going to happen. If you went and did it and I'm so, and you became Trixie Mattel, you bet your ass they'd let you back in the union because they want your money. Yeah. They do. Like, here's my big issue with, the, with them not let, letting union members do that show is the fact that, that that eliminates us from so many potential jobs because – Actra level um, productions are going to want famous. If, if they're going to cast a drag queen, they're going to want a famous drag queen. That's the thing. My, in my, so opinion, they're going to want one who's been on the show. And those, yeah. those people are still allowed to do that yeah. production on a permit without yeah, joining think, the union. So they're still I, getting, they're getting union gigs, whereas their union members yeah. are not. You're totally right. Yeah. I think it's a hundred percent that a problem. I think it's a diversity problem that they don't want to admit. Right. You know, they, they go around like I, I went to some of their actor meetings and, and the diversity one and they were very mm-hmm. like diversity, diversity. Look, we we have this many, you know, people of color. We have this many queer people. And there's even out actra. But for drag performers, <laughs> right. 
there is the number one opportunity in the world for drag queens is this drag race platform and others like Dragula or Camp Wittiki or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they won't let us do it. Yeah. How are we supposed to like, that's not fair. That's not equitable, equal, or like, it's not, it's not fair. I know it's not a perfect platform. I mean, drag race is what it is, but like it is the platform for this art form. Yeah. And they're not, they don't, there's no, I don't, that's the thing. The, the, the union is just so stuck up their own ass. Like it, it only works for those people at the top. It really like. Mm-hmm. It anyway, does. It does only work for the people at the top. You're right. It does. And ironically, the people at the top are the ones that can go and screw everyone over the most, like Drew Barrymore in in the SAG-AFTRA stuff, right? Yeah. So it's like they still have all the power. We march day and night by the big cooling <laughs> tower. They have the plan, but we have the power. The union sucks. It really sucks. It does. Fuck the union. I love unions, though. I like when I like when people go on strike. Metro is on strike right now, which is my local grocery store. I love Ooh. their bananas. They have the best bananas. But now, because they're on strike, I have to go to No Frills. And let me tell you, I'll never go to Metro again. But also, oh, No Frills is owned by fucking Galen Weston. So what am I doing? Who am yeah. I helping right now? Nobody. No one. The big three in Canada. It's all such a monopoly. This is the thing. We have such monopolies here. It's so annoying. What is this podcast about? Are we drag queens? Why are we? What are we talking about? <laughs> I don't know. We're talking about whatever we goddamn want to want. We were talking about Drag Race. We were talking about unions. We were talking about how frustrating everything is. I want to know who listens to this podcast and no what worries. are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? DM <laughs> us at Squirrel Talk Podcast on Instagram. I want to hear your thoughts on our, well, on our new format. Are you enjoying it? Yeah, we've bitched about everything today, and I think it was really fun. Um, why not? This is... This is the episode that came after the one that we did at Fan Expo. The so fanfic, we're, yeah. We gotta, we gotta bring the bar down a little bit, you know. Like the, we raised the bar really high on that last one, and now we yeah. have to like, kind of like, ooh, we're not that good. <laughs> but we are good live. So if you enjoyed that fanfic we just wrote just now episode, and you're in Toronto, come see us on Saturday at the John Candy Box Theater at Second City in Toronto. We are doing the play we just wrote just now, me and Hillary making up a play on the spot, completely improvised. Not a word yeah. of it is not. Yeah, it's a great warm up to uh, the next show that we're going to be working on, which is a holiday show, which is uh, location TBA. But we're writing a whole holiday sketch review this season. So I'm so excited. Hey, you got to come. come take take your mom. Take your little what are they called again? The, the little things that come out of mom's, um, you know, oh, fetuses. Fetus- yeah. Bring your fetuses. Yeah. Bring your fetus. And I hear that they enjoy Christmas. I you think. can't, you can't get a ticket yet. Cause it hasn't like officially been announced yet. So keep mm. an eye on Hillary. Sorry. Yes. Keep an eye on this. Yeah. There. I know. I'm very entrepreneurial. We have yes. now. Look at us. Look at us go. <laughs> Look at us go. The the way your eyes rolled in that moment. You're just like, I can't believe I've submitted to this. I can't believe it. I mean, I don't have to do anything. I just show up. You know what I mean? You do all the work. <laughs> yeah, baby. So it's true. 
Hey, how are ticket sales for Saturday? For what? Oh, they're going pretty good. You know, we're, we've got some people in the door and I think we're still going to get some more. And uh, hopefully we'll have some uh, a nice show. Wicked. So be there. Be there. Support that drag comedy train. <laughs> yes, please do. All right. Well, I think we've talked long enough. Yeah, me too. Was it? Did you find this enjoyable? Yeah, to a certain degree. I was really hungry and I want to go have dinner. Oh, no. Okay, well, we better let Selena go in and have her dinner. I know how people get when they're hangry. So, uh, yeah. But honestly, it's real. It's just really nice to chat with you. So, thank you. Stop and, being uh, cheesy. I like being cheesy. I'm actually a nice person. I know people don't think I am, but I try. Um, yeah, you got to write some sketches. So you better you write a sketch. Oh my god. Okay, I'll do. I'll try to think of sketches to write. Yeah. By the time we meet next time, there will be some Drag Race UK. You'll have written like 25 sketches. Uh-huh. We're going to be in a totally different place. I love us. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Vice Girls, we'll see you next time. Goodbye now. Bye. <laughs>